Welcome, my woke folks. I am Pharaoh, and this is my podcast. Stay woke. We're back. Brand new podcast episode The National Black Agenda. Let's talk about it. So, why do blacks in America need a national black agenda? Why do blacks in America need a national black agenda? That's actually a really great question. But to adequately answer that question, I think it's important to go back historically to discuss the American Revolution, the American Civil War, Reconstruction, and then I want to finish up with Neo-Reconstruction and discuss reparations and the vote. So the American Revolution started, I say it lasted primarily from 1776 to about 1783, approximately seven years, um, that the British colonists who came here to America, and I want to apologize up front to the indigenous population, they came and actually stole your land, uh, populated this area in the Northeast. Uh, but then there was an issue with the British in, the, on, in Europe, uh, and they were upset about the taxation without representation, which is what really led to this American Revolution and this idea of freedom for all. Um, after the revolution was ended or completed around 1783, um, then we had here uh, a constitution. Um, but I wanna take it back a little further. America prior to then had been transporting slaves um, in the Atlantic slave um, trade from about 1619. I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but there's a 1619 project going on where they want to educate around educate the public or general public as to when slavery actually started here in America. Um, but I digress. Uh, the American Revolution, I start there because for us as already enslaved individuals in America, that revolution was the beginning uh, and the constitution which was written in 1789 um, following that was really critical in determining this idea or concept of freedom for all. That concept, I say from 1783 to around 1860, around 77 years, slavery in America proliferated and the 13 colonies continued to grow all in America. Um, so from that time point, uh, if I want to look, I will say government wise, uh, Democrats, unfortunately, were in power and Democrats completely believed in slavery and particularly the southern states who used slave labor for a really great commodity that at that time was cotton. And cotton was the form of uh, wealth that many of the southern states completely depended upon and needed the slave labor to work their plantations. So from that time period, I say from 1783 after um, the British colonists won the American Revolution here until Lincoln, um, who ran for presidency, or ran for the presidency in 1861, and it had all been Democrats. Democrats had populated the entire time. They believed in slavery. Slavery was a well-developed uh, process here in America. Um, but when Lincoln 
actually ran for president as a Republican. And I want to clarify. So people give Lincoln credit, which I, I think he, you have to give him credit. He didn't sign the Emancipation Proclamation of 1865 into law, uh, but he wasn't necessarily so much against slavery. It was really radical Republicans at that time uh, that were supporting him. And Lincoln ran on this platform that he would abolish slavery, primarily because radical Republicans in the North were really to abolish slavery at that they were really championing that cause um, and him running on that platform allowed him to be able to be the front runner for the Republican Party at that time so when Lincoln won the, um, the presidency uh, in 1861 um, this actually was the start of the the American Civil War right so the American Civil War started in 1861 because the southern states knew Lincoln was running on this platform of abolishing slavery. So the Southern states were like, fuck that. We're succeeding from the Union. We're not going to be a part of this idea that this United States will no longer have slavery as a part of our normal everyday operations because we depend on that as Southern states for our primary wealth. This was the beginning of the Civil War, which lasted from 1861 to 1865. And because of that war is really where the United States came out of that. So um, when I think 11 states succeeded initially, then followed by Virginia, South Carolina, Georgia, uh, Texas, they all began to succeed and develop the Confederate States of America against the actual Union. And this actually began and the American Civil War. Uh, and in that time period is where really Lincoln and other Republicans begin to pass laws that in a sense uh, emancipated slaves by state, but nothing signed officially into law. And this is what's really important, my woke folk, to really understand. And what I really want to share with you how important our government process is, which you know emanated from that time period, but really Congress which is made up of the Senate and House of Representatives is how they begin to pass laws and policies at that time, you know, during this civil war to really emancipate some of the slaves with the premise, I don't think they were doing necessarily, just my, my own personal opinion, uh, that they really cared about slavery that much, but Lincoln really wanted to win the war. And he knew that if he could emancipate slaves, he could also make them into soldiers, which would help him uh, win the actual war. Because when the Emancipation Proclamation took place in 1865, there are approximately four million free blacks in the state. So emancipation, proclamation, and this idea of freeing the slaves, I think was really predicated upon this idea of freedom for all, right? It was, which, it was really written into the Constitution. Um, so the radical Republicans that had wrote the Constitution kind of believed in this idea of freedom for all, but it definitely wasn't a popular opinion amongst British colonists. Majority of them believed that this is, um, that slaves were property. They didn't even consider them people. Um, as you can see, as written in the Constitution, what they call the three-fifth 
law. The three-fifths law was only written into law because the southern states wanted to be able to have representation in the House of Representatives and the Senate. In order to get representation in Congress, it's dependent upon your population. So if you consider black people not people or property, you can't really count them as part of your population to get adequate representation in Congress. So there was a compromise or there was a, a law written into the Constitution that categorize black people as three-fifths, right? Three-fifths of population. So that allows Southern states to count their slaves, three-fifths of whatever their total population is, then was a representation for them to get into the Senate. That's how they valued us at that time. They valued us as only three-fifths of a human. Um, so this civil war that broke out, um, again, had other implications for it, but I think for African-Americans, it was really the start. and which is really why I start here in terms of why we need this national black agenda, uh, because I think it's for us to understand how we got to this point today where we e even can demand things like reparation, why we can talk about voting rights or abortion rights or anything that comes along with that. So after the Civil War ended, in 1865 really began the start of Reconstruction, which lasted from 1865 to 1877. This is one of the topics we'll be discussing in the National Black Agenda. Subscribe, like, follow. Stay tuned.